Hey there, positivity seekers. Welcome to another episode of Incurable Positivity, the podcast where we explore practical ways to shift your thoughts from negative to positive. I'm April Sabral, and with me is the incredible Angie Costa. Together, we co-authored the award-winning book, Incurable Positivity. And we're here to bring those pages to life in this uplifting podcast. Absolutely, April. Our mission is simple, to help you think and feel better. Life throws challenges our way, but it's how we respond that makes all the difference. Today, we've got some tactical tips to share with you that can truly transform your mindset. For more positivity, head to www.incurablepositivity.com. Stay positive, stay inspired. This is Incurable Positivity. I was thinking this morning about this idea of um, pressure. I know you deal with pressure as a editor, publisher, ghostwriter, mogul mama, entrepreneur, <laughs> right? I sure do. Like deadlines are, are my life, basically. <laughs> I live in the world of deadlines. Yeah. <laughs> and I was listening to um, Brendan Burchard because I, you know, I'm a member of his growth place. So I always listen to him in the morning and he really motivates and inspires me. If, um, if you don't know who he is, he's the highest paid performance coach in the world, mindset coach. He's amazing. And this morning he was talking about this idea of pressure. So I think it's a very timely topic because we are one month into 2024. It's coming to the end of the month. It's actually the last day of the month. So it's interesting that this live has landed on the last day of the month. And this is a time where we start to look at what we've accomplished, what we've um, set ourselves up for, and along with setting our goals for the next month. And I just remember when I ran sales teams, the last day of the month, was just so much pressure because we had this goal that we had to hit. And I remember just feeling like, oh, are we going to do it? Are we going to do it? And what can we do to hit this pressure and like the feeling of that? So I think I just want to unpack pressure this morning, Angie, and like think about how we can shift it into a positive perspective as opposed to the stress and the overwhelm that pressure then create can create on us. Um, so yeah, what, what do you, how do you experience pressure? Well, you know, there's so many places where, you know, pressure can come up if you are not, um, if you don't have the mindset that sort of dispels that pressure. So for me, I would say, of course, work is probably the biggest place, the biggest, uh, source of pressure. Um, as a, as a publisher, like I said, it's just deadlines all the time it's clients, you know, from around the world. I mean, we've been we've been fortunate at eight four six where uh, we have a global domination map on the wall and it basically um, lists all the places where we have clients and and we've got a pretty large footprint around the world, which is pretty exciting. But that also means a lot of pressure. Um, it means dealing with people in all different time zones, which I find to be extremely challenging for some reason. And, and being, I'm a mathematician at heart. I taught math for many years. I studied math in college. But for some reason, the time zones get me all the time. It's like, okay, Australia, um, Beirut. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. So that, you know, all of those things, all the meetings and all of that. But then there's personal pressure as well. You know, being a mom 
and um, having a you know really busy household. Um, and then I would think the final way would be just the pressure I place on myself. I set pretty audacious goals for myself every year, and um, and I stay consistent on those goals and try to, to accomplish them. I am a dreamer. I'm an entrepreneur. So for me, there's not there's not a business opportunity that I'm not going to at least pay attention to. And so all of those things sort of combine to create, you know, what could be a, a lot of daily pressure. Yeah. Pressure. Yeah. Pressure can be pressure. I, I like what you said about pressure from your, your job, you know, your entrepreneurial journey, your clients, and then you have pressure that you set on yourself because that is really what pressure is. Pressure is things that we put on ourselves, literally. And, you know, when I was thinking about pressure this morning, I think when I unpack pressure, pressure really comes from a perspective or a mindset for me anyway. And I don't know if any of you will relate to this in the room. And if you do, give us some love, give us some thumbs up. We love emojis. But it comes from, for me anyway, from setting myself up with obligations, right? So you know, having obligations to things and thinking about things in an obligated way versus looking at things of with a perspective of like, oh, I get to do this. I ha get to have this experience. And so a lot of times I think when we're thinking about overwhelm and stress, which equals pressure, it can be instigated or it can be put on ourselves just from feeling obligated. And I'll give you an example. You know, when I work with people or talk to friends of mine and parents, you know, I'm a single mom, you're a single mom, that can create a lot of pressure. And just looking at being a parent and taking actions and doing things for our kids as an obligation versus as a blessing, like as we get to do things versus we have to. So I think when we look at our life and we think about the things that we have to do and we make them obligations in our life and use that mindset and that perspective, it can literally create stress and overwhelm, which then creates this pressure pot. Sometimes we do feel obligated to so many people in so many different ways. If you really think about who depends on you, who relies on you, um, what are all the things that are on you to get done that nobody else can do? those obligations can mount very, very easily. And frankly, they can really become quite a, um, a strain on your mental health, on your physical health, because we know that mental health ultimately manifests physically. Um, and, and then you begin to lose the joy. You lose the joy in work, the joy in parenting, the joy in friendship, because everything's an obligation. It starts with an awareness. Right. It starts with becoming aware of the things that we could be creating in our lives as an obligation versus a get to more than a have to. And so I think sometimes we don't take the time, Angie, just to sit down and like literally write out and journal. So I don't know if anybody in the room is a journaler, but I am a big journaler. I journal every morning. I journal every night and I literally will just write down and you know, write down my day and write down the things that have gone well or just, just dump my brain because I feel like it just gets it out and it's very cathartic. And one of the things that I know with my coaching clients is like literally they'll be like, well, I don't know how to journal and I don't know what to say. 
Like if you've not journaled or it's not a habit or a practice, it's literally something that sometimes you're just like, well, what do I do when I sit down to do it? You know, gratitude, there's all these different philosophies on it. But I think one of the things I would say today is a journal prompt for trying to figure out what's causing you pressure in your life is just to like ask yourself, what do I view as an obligation? If I was going to sit down with you today, I'd ask you, what do I view as an obligation in my life? Um, and just start making some notes and writing it down, like the things that I have to do, because you're going to have to get these things done, by the way. And there is positive pressure. We need deadlines, Angie, right? Like you need a deadline as an editor. There's no way you could get things done for your clients if you didn't have a deadline. Books would never get published, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. And there's multiple deadlines throughout the publishing process. So that's even more pressure. Um, you know, when you break the entire thing down into, you know, you have to get the book cover done and the editing done and the formatting done and this done, that done, and then there's all the marketing. So yeah, the deadlines are, are never ending. Um, but it is a matter of how you see those obligations, those deadlines, those pressures, those responsibilities. Um, that really, I think, does make the difference um, in your mindset and how well you function um, in within all of the responsibilities you have. I made a decision um, that I was going to stop talking about my work in terms of how difficult it is. It's almost a badge of honor, I have to confess. <clears throat> and I think any particularly women on the phone or on the call will relate to this. There, There is something sort of like there's a swagger to, oh, I've got all this work to do. I've got this. I've got that. And it's like, yeah, I'm getting it done. You know, I'm bad. I'm tough. I'm this. I'm that. But then it does sort of morph into complaint. It becomes... Whenever people say to me, and I, you know, people ask me this question almost every day, hey, how's your business going? How are things going? And I'm like, oh, I'm so busy. I've got this. I've got that and whatever. And I thought, wow, what? that's really the wrong way to speak about it. <clears throat> and that means that I'm thinking about it the wrong way. When you hear your words, your words are sort of a reflection of your heart and your mindset. So your, if your thoughts are skewed towards seeing your work as difficult obligation, you know, pressure, then, um, then, then you'll know that there's something there that you're forgetting the glory of that, the beauty of that. Like I get to be, you know, regional vice president. I get to be like, this is what I've worked toward. And now I'm here. And sometimes when we reach those major lofty goals in our life, <clears throat> we do lose that gratitude, the absolute joy of accomplishment. And so I decided to stop talking about my business that way. I'm so blessed. I'm so fortunate that, you know, that I have this amazing company that it's winning awards for my clients. I just had a client land a very large TED talk and she's got over 250,000 views. You know, I get to work with April Sabral. I mean, good gracious. <laughs> it's just all of the wonderful things that have come to me as a result of this business and to speak about it in any way other than pure joy and gratitude and thanks that I am in this position, that I've made the decision I didn't want to be in corporate, not that there's anything wrong with it, but I know that it didn't work for me. It didn't fit for who I was and I don't have to do it anymore. Like that is such a blessing. And so, yeah, I think we can really watch our words to get a sense of where where our thoughts are. I love that. And I and I absolutely adore working with you too, Angie Costa. You're like the best partner. 
right i'm so excited about what we have coming up but um yeah i think being aware i think self-awareness is really key and i think that self-development congratulations to all of you for showing up this morning because you're putting yourself first and you're focused on self-development and self-development brings that awareness to light and how we turn our pressure into positive pressure because we do need some so if we can turn and shift that dial that perspective that angie just shared about you know the way that you view it in your heart i love what you said about your heart and your mind and then your words show up because we're big believers in that i want to just offer some tactical things that you can do to really like angie just shared about how she had shifted her perspective to shift you know when you're in this pressure because we're all about self-development and awareness and i think the first step is understanding the pressure and how we think about it right which you just sh shared that example um that badge of honor you know as a woman in business understanding the pressure and thinking about it and then asking yourself is it self-afflicted or is it somebody else afflicting it on me you know like there is pressure that comes from us when we're in a corporate job and we have sales to deliver i totally remember that when i was running those you know retail stores and the last day of the month was just like everybody was on it and everybody was pressured but I remember the more stores and the more responsibility I got with that pressure, I started to really make sure that I was getting attached to the experience and not the results. And what I mean by that is the experience of what's happening in the moment and managing that moment. So for an example was I would always ask my team to get attached to the experience with the customers and not put the pressure on them of the sales results. So if they went into the last day, the yes, they have a goal just like we do in our lives, whether we have a goal to, you know, build up a good, good relationship or a health goal or a business, an entrepreneur or leading the team, whatever it is, but at least to get attached to the experience of that and enjoy the experience of it. And what that did, that helped my team really focus on the customers as opposed to like looking at the customer as a number, because that's the worst thing that you can do. And so I think understanding the pressure and thinking about it like that is a really good step, Angie. It's a first good step to get attached to the experience. Yeah, that's so great because there was a point in time when every single one of us was attached to the experience. If you think back to your first day, you know, at, at the position you have today, or you think about that day when you, you know, had a, your new baby, it, holding your new baby in your arms, or you think about the first day you moved into your new house, you were so joyful you were explosive you were so happy and then over time it fades and it fades and it fades until it just becomes another chore and if you can reach back and connect to the experience of that you know the the beauty of it the the fun of it the accomplishment of it wow that completely changes your perspective about mm -hmm. that thing that you have you know now made into just another thing or just another uh thing on your checklist to get done for the day yeah yeah highly highly recommend that the second step is to get organized because being in control of your time will really alleviate pressure and what i do with people is when i'm with working with people and they're not organized or they feel pressure and stress because stress overwhelm equals pressure right and that's a lot of time management especially if you're you know you're in this room you're a business leader whether you're working on your own business or you're leading a team you know it's um getting organized and so many times what i see is people filling up their to-do list or they're filling up their calendar 
and they don't actually write on their to-do list ETAs of how long each thing on that to-do list is going to take them from an estimate estimation of time. So when you create your to-do list, if you actually write next to each task that you have to get done and like an estimated time, then you can add up that time and you're going to see how much time you're spending on this in comparison to the rest of your week. When I have people do this, they are mind boggled. They're like, oh my God, I don't have enough time in my week to get all of this done. No wonder I'm feeling so much pressure. And I'm like, right, so what do you have to stop doing, right, to, to, to get some more time back so that you're alleviating the pressure? And I think start, stop, continue is a really great, like, kind of framework to say, what do I need to start doing? What do I need to stop doing? And what can I continue? When you look at that list, because if you add up that time and you only have, let's say, you know, 24 hours in a day, but this list is creating <laughs> 32 hours of work, something's not right. And I remember sitting in that seat when I had a team going, got to get all this done, got to get all this done. And then I wrote down this list and estimated, I was like, oh my God, I don't have enough time to get this done. Okay, who around me can help me get this done? And then I would literally start writing names next to things. Now, if you're a solopreneur, that's not always easy. Um, but then if you are a solopreneur, then you have to ask yourself, what, what do you have to stop doing this week to alleviate that pressure so that you can do what you're doing really, really well and enjoy the experience? I love that, April. I actually did this not too long ago. I made the decision that, you know, because I am a classic introvert and because I really don't, uh, there's a different energy when you're writing books versus when you're talking to people, interfacing, doing sales, all of that, to just move all of those activities into one day. So Friday became my day to, you know, get on the phone, talk to clients, do conferences, all of that fun stuff, and then write during the, the other days of the week. It's a different kind of energy. So if you have that flexibility and control over your schedule, it would be wonderful to move some of those things that are more challenging uh, lump them together because once you're in that flow, you're in that flow. And so you're getting all of the, the juices going and you've got yourself geared up for whatever it is you need to do. Um, and if, if you can do that, it was a game changer for me. You know, it's Friday, it's the end of the week. I'm all excited about the weekend and I jump on the phone and I have the right attitude and energy toward the client versus constantly switching gears, switching gears, switching gears, you know, putting on my different hats. So that's just a, a pro tip for somebody out there. Maybe that will be helpful to you. I like that, Angie. I heard somebody else share that on a podcast the other day that it takes mental energy to shift from flow state, like deep task work, like you're writing a book, to literally having a conversation with somebody. It takes mental energy to switch. And so if we want to, I always look at our brain, right, as the athlete in our body. I always say train and condition your brain like it's going to win a gold medal because it is going to, you know, accept the things you can't change, control the things you can. But accepting the things you can't change is a really big one. Um, you can't, there's certain things you just can't change. You just have to go and let it go. And once you get to this perspective of, of everything is kind of impermanent in life anyway, I mean, I've just moved, I think, for the, I don't know, hundredth time. <laughs> I remember <laughs> when I was filling out my, res my uh, citizenship application in Canada and they asked me to write down all of my addresses, Angie, that I had ever lived at. And I was like, oh, Lord that's crazy. Like 200, it was ridiculous. But you know, like 
I'm going to just say there's some things that I just can't change about moving. I could be really stressed. I could be really pressured about it, but I have to, like, there's certain things I have to do and there's certain things I can't do. And so I'm going to accept the things I can't change and I'm going to just move on and know that everything's impermanent. Um, because did I think I'd be here where I am today? No, but because I accept things with ease and grace and kind of take that pressure off me, I just think that it's an easier way to move through life. It's definitely more positive. I agree. And let's face it, a lot of what we um, struggle with are the people that we can't change, the people that we wish yeah. would change. We can't control them. We can't. I shared a story with April earlier that I will not share here, but I will say that uh, I had an incident just yesterday that just reminded me that we, we remain connected sometimes to people for reasons that don't actually serve us, you know, because we've been friends for 30 years, because it's my cousin, because, you know, uh, I'm the godmother of her child or whatever the reason is. Um, but, but there are people who belong in the inner circle and people who belong in the outer circle. And I think it's so important to put people in the right place in your life and to limit your ex uh, limit their access to you in ways that allow you to stay in a positive place and still give them opportunities. You know, people always have a chance to change. They always have a chance to grow, but they don't get to, um, you know, to constantly assault your state of peace, your, um, your state of positivity. They don't get that right. Uh, because that is such a precious gift and it's something that we always want to protect. A hundred percent. But, you know, I would just circle back to where we started. We started with how do we experience pressure, you know? And as we go into the second month of the year, I want you to all go into this second month in a really positive way with a positive mindset and experience every day with such a feeling of aliveness and that you get to do the things that you do and relieve yourself of that pressure. And so, because when we do that, we show up and we transform lives around us because we are the evidence that shows other people that they can do it too. And that's our goal, that's our main goal. And so we hope that you take some of these tips and share them. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. It's it really April's right. It's such a joy. We get such a kick out of it. And some of you are so wonderful to send us messages after or post on your page. You have no idea what that means to us. It, it's it's like a uh, it's like an energy pill for us <laughs> to just keep doing what we're doing, which is spreading positivity around the globe. We set that as our goal last year, and I, I feel more passionate about it today than I ever have. People need positivity. They need to feel like it's, it is going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay. You're going to get through it. You know, the, the encouragement, the, uh, the, uh, inspiration, that is what we all need. Instead of bringing each other down, let's start lifting each other up. And if, if you lift me up and I lift someone else up and they lift someone else up, that's the way that spreads from person to person, from city to city, from state to state, country to country. And in no time, <laughs> we will have reached the entire world. That's my goal. I want world leaders talking about positivity. That is what I want to see. And I'll know we've accomplished our goal when it reaches all the way to the highest levels of leadership around the world. If you love this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button 
leave us a review and head over to incurablepositivity.com where you can get access to lots more resources, the community and myself and Angie where we go live with book club and talk about everything positivity. We love you. We appreciate all of you. And until next time, stay positive. Thank you.